Hi, I'm Zoraida Cordova, author of Convergence and A Crash of Fate, and you are listening to The Living Force. Welcome to The Living Force Podcast. Are you all scrambled or something? A Utini Podcast Network production. Hello, hello. Episode 220, Star Wars in 2023. I feel great about this plan. On this episode, Wes gets all Horizon Zero Dawn while fishing. I don't care what universe you're from, that's gotta hurt. Get ready for a new Utini Podcast. And the Utini crew talks about what to expect for the rest of 2023. Impossible to see. The future is. And now, here are your hosts. Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, and Wes Jenkins. Utini! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Living Force, a Utini Network podcast tonight, all about the future of Star Wars. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson. Gosh, I don't have enough saliva in my mouth. And joining me tonight to talk all about 2023 in our favorite fictional universe are two of the greatest folks on the planet. Starting off with the man back in his natural habitat of a random hotel room. It's Dr. Charles. Oh, my God. It's to Corey Helton. Jesus Christ. First of all, I never oh. want to hear about your saliva ever again. Second of I'm all, so my sorry. name is not Dr. <laughs> Charles Hankel. Get that shit right, isn't. bro. Get that shit right. What's up, nerds? Hope everybody's doing well. Welcome back to the show Yes, I'm in the hotel room, Lenore, North Carolina, a lovely, small, godforsaken place in North Carolina. Don't ever get sick and go to the hospital here. You might be stuck with me taking care of you. Another week, another day in the life. Another day in the life and a threat to everyone. Uh, speaking of getting sick, uh, we are missing, unfortunately, Dr. Charles Hankel. Uh, he was on a lovely vacation last week, and we were very excited to get him back this week. But unfortunately, life had other plans, which I'm sure he will regale us about next week. So in his stead, we have uh, dead air. Absolutely nothing. We're just going to pause every few seconds tonight, assume that Charles would say something. Okay, rude, Charles. Um, Matt, you don't have to add anything in there. Uh, instead, though, we still have, of course, the bedrock of our foundation, the Ellie De La Cruz of our show, with how much excitement he brings on a weekly basis. It's Wes Jenkins! Hello! Excitement? Yeah! Is that what you're, is that what you're looking for? That's what I want! Team Energy! <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Um, I hope everybody's indoors in this heat wave that's going on throughout the U.S. I'm assuming everybody else is... Um, sweating and profusely perspirating as I am. I'm mm-hmm. glad that I got my air conditioner fixed about two months ago because, geez, um, I would be dying in this house right now because it's 102 in normal terms, but it feels like 112, whatever the hell that, that means. It is awful. So, it but is there's awful. a breeze outside, so that's kind of okay. Breeze. Why did oh, they decide God. to settle in Texas? Like, they were, who, who decided it was just uh, like, you know what? It's August right now. This is the place that I want to be. Yeah. You just keep going. <laughs> well, I mean, just keep going. I would, I would say it would never used to be this hot, but, it, you know, it always comes back around. But, yeah. Lord, Lord G. Willikers, it is a hot one. You could, you know, fry an egg and some bacon on the sidewalk if you'd like. Ooh, yeah, we've, we've, uh, we got up in the 90s today for first real test of the, uh, of the air conditioning and the new house for the summer. And I'm getting ready for my first uh, southern summer. Kind of really isn't in full swing. So trying to get there. But but surviving. I hope everyone else is feeling comfy. Of course, if you're watching us tonight, hello. Hope you're having a good day. And if you're listening to us later, I um, hope you had a, had a good week. I hope it's been good. 
Make sure you're you're liking all the videos, subscribing everywhere. You you know the drill. You review us. Tell your friends. Tell the the person when you go to Trader Joe's. Let them know what podcast you're listening to if you like. <laughs> Tonight, as I said, we're gonna be talking all about the future of Star Wars as we have many projects coming up in 2023. But before that, a little bit of life updates. Um, I'm excited to get back to you guys because it feels like it's been a long time since we've chatted, only because I was in a car for 26 hours of the last over the last three days. Uh, I drove to a wedding for one of my best friends from college, known for over 10 years. My buddy Dave uh, married his beautiful wife. Now I am so old. Uh, his beautiful <laughs> wife Camila um, up there in Michigan. Um, so we did that. Very long drive, but had a great time. Seeing some old college friends. And then, y'all, I got to tell you, I came home to see something cool on my porch I wanted to share with you. Hold on. Pending, pending. This is a this is a good old episode of Eric Forgot. He pre-ordered this, and then it was on the porch when we, when we got back. Actually, that's a lie. Our cat sitter brought it inside, so thank you. Thank you. Um, it looks like this. There we go. This is a, a very familiar box to some folks. Plastic uh, for our audio listeners. It's plastic. It is a lightsaber box. Would you guys recognize that symbol on the front of it? It was in. Do we remember? It was in Rebels, right? Yep, yep. This is the the Sabine Firebird, and inside is the okay. Ezra Bridger lightsaber. Oh um, God. So Corey's that arrived, least favorite lightsaber which, in history. Yeah. For, no, not, not the gun <laughs> one. Not the gun one. Which oh, not which the lightsaber no, of Ezra is, is it? This is oh. Ezra's second one <laughs> okay, that okay. Um, we, we have seen Sabine have in the Ahsoka series, which is why I'm assuming <laughs> they made it. So I haven't plugged it in yet, or, or turned it on, rather. Um, but yeah, added, added to the wall, all our friends at Patreon who saw my collection video know exactly where it's going to go. Um, nice. So that was fun. And then, guys, that wasn't enough, because you know what sucks? Coming back from vacation and realizing that your work just kept on going, and now you're just behind? Um which is what happened to me today. So on my lunch break, I texted Corey I was going to do this. I'm like, dude, I need something to get me through this day to get to the show. <laughs> so I went to Target on my lunch break. I broke down, and I did pick up the Starfield Xbox controller. <laughs> so, <laughs> Listen, it's been a retail therapy know, week. <laughs> you know what's great about that controller? Because I zoomed in on it when you sent it to everybody in Slack. Literally it, everything. It has the key bindings on there already, so you yes, don't have to look, look to see that. what to do. Look at literally, that. That's the last thing I did. Literally everything. Uh, this yeah. is the best Xbox controller that's ever been released, in my opinion. I yeah. also bought this controller. I don't have it with me in my hotel room. But, yes, it is sick. I mean, the <laughs> yeah, it has, has friggin' uh, clear, uh, uh, what are they, the bumpers. Yeah, the bumpers are yeah. are translucent, and I saw a video. We were talking about this earlier. I saw the video where, like, when you're using it, if you like look into it, the motors you can like see them moving and stuff inside yeah. of there, and like vibrating and all kinds of cool stuff. So, like, it's sensational. It's a gorgeous like, controller. And, and I had is. the moment where I was like, because <laughs> my TikTok algorithm, as it does, kept showing unboxing videos. And I know Corey had, had and I kept asking you, Corey, about it, and I knew what was going to happen. I was going to keep <laughs> wanting it and be like, maybe later. And then I would wait for it to get sold out just so I could be sad. I'd be like, I was waiting for that <laughs> moment to be like, ah, oh, dang it. And I said, that's so stupid. So then I looked at my target. It. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? No, it's, that's what savings are for. Saving me from a meager existence of not having a Starfield <laughs> controller. Uh, <laughs> but if you don't know how to hold it, that shows you how to hold it as well. I Grip did it for where? you guys. 
grip, grip here. here. Grip nice. here. On both things. That's buttons. fantastic. But I, but I will say, I looked online at my Target store. Because I, I had passed it in the Target. Because it sold out on Amazon. It's like four weeks delay on BestBuy.com. Like, you can't really get it online easily. And I saw it in a Target this weekend. And today I was like, you know what? Let me see. And my Target said they had five online. And I said, I'm going to go on lunch. If they're still there, I'm going to get it. They had two left. Wow. And that was in like two and a half hours. So feel very good about it. I got the guy to to uh, to open the – it was behind the glass with like the consoles. So nice. very yeah, stoked. So, uh, you know what, guys? Nice. If you're having a bad day at work and you can afford it and your bills will be paid, <laughs> give an ear impulse sometimes. Why not? Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm usually I'm usually not the collector of the group, right? I don't really buy a lot of right. a lot of collector like items, but I did buy the Starfield controller myself as well, mm-hmm. and uh, I love the controller. It's absolutely gorgeous. The fun thing about those special editions like that too, especially if they're associated with a high profile game, is they have amazing resale value. So yes, they you know, do. Uh, if Insurance. you're gonna buy something like that, like you know. There's nothing wrong with buying something, enjoying it for a while, and then selling it to someone else that can also enjoy it for a while, yeah. right? So That's how I'm going to a... get the, the Starfield headset is when Corey gets bored with it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <clears throat> um, uh, you always have to sell for profit, though, Eric, so, you know. Oh, uh, well, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. I, also, I, have the, uh, I have the Halo Edition Xbox, and I've been thinking about this, too. Oh, that's like, eventually, right. Eventually, even when we're in the next generation, I imagine I could get a decent amount of money for the Halo oh, yeah. Edition Xbox. So I kept the box, too. So Yeah, always. Nice. Yeah. But that was good. But, but also, all that stuff happened <laughs> after... Um, something happened in your week, Corey, because our weeks coincided yet again. We did. Our weeks coincided, uh, last week after I finished up at, uh, previous hospital, uh, headed to Charlotte. Caitlin and I did. We met up with a friend, Emma, who was considering moving to Charlotte and, uh, we had a good old time. We got to see Eric's, uh, crazy Star Wars room. Um, mm-hmm. this, <laughs> this shot of Eric in the podcast genuinely does not do it justice at all. I was... <laughs> I was genuinely blown the hell away when I walked in this room. Like, it is excessive. Like, when I say it's over the top, it is truly over the top. Like, Eric's been talking about he filmed it and put it on Patreon recently. I don't know how you got so much shit into the office, dude. Like, there's every single square inch is just, like, covered with Star Wars or Lego. And it's, like, it's not bad. (laughs) I'm, like, kind of the minimalist. It's, like, it's, it's... It's yeah. done well, right? It's it's a little much for me. It's that kind of sort of maximal what's it, maximalism mm-hmm. and maximalism yep. vibe a little bit, but it doesn't look bad. Like you've organized it really well. It's the lines Thanks, are clean. Man. Like you've clearly put a lot of thought into it. It looks hella good. But uh, yeah, we had a good time. We hung out uh, in Charlotte last week, uh, as you've probably heard me mention on the show before. I am moving to Charlotte in August. Uh, we're convincing Emma to move to Charlotte as well. Um, maybe some big news down the horizon to share eventually, but nothing quite yet, but, stay tuned. uh, <coughs> stay tuned, but it was fun. We had a good time. We went to a Charlotte Knights game, um, went to a cool rooftop bar kind of overlooking the stadium. It was a really good time. Uh, Charlotte's a great city and, um, it's, it's fun to, to visit again and it rained the whole damn time though. It's the only thing <laughs> weather, weather has been trash almost every single time I've been to Charlotte in the last three months. So it's just part of it. I could use some rain. I saw rain once. I've heard yeah. of rain. What were you I've doing when rain. you weren't when you weren't hanging out with us in the rain? Peepaw told me about rain forty <laughs> years ago. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm oh, tired man. of this rain, Grandpa. <laughs> that too damn bad. <laughs> well, what were you up to? Um, what were you doing, man? Do you want to talk about what I did? Yeah, yeah. I missed you this week. I feel <laughs> so, like I would tell us. Wes is I great. Got I burnt. Like... If you can see it on my face, yes. So, of course. Um, I did a couple things. <laughs> so before um, Friday, I left. My home drove a couple hours down the coastline to Matagorda, where um, I have my lease, and um, hung out with some friends there I haven't uh, hung out with on the weekend in a while, and uh, I went bow fishing for the first time. Um, Ooh. I, I do practice archery. I hunt um, with my bow. I haven't killed anything yet, or I haven't salvaged anything yet meat-wise, but um, I didn't use uh, a a traditional uh, compound bow. It's more like a made for um, bow fishing bow. So it's a little smaller. Oh, so and it's it has a, a gun. Real, it has a reel on it. So <laughs> made for you, bow you shoot fishing. The arrow, you shoot the arrow and then you can reel the arrow back in that's after cool. you shoot it into the water. That's and some Horizon fit, so. Zero Dawn yeah. shit right there. Like that, you would yeah, craft cool. that on a workbench. <laughs> so um, I did uh, have a picture here yeah. of a uh, good little old me. It's a, this is it's a big fish, bro. That's dang. That's so. That's an that's an alligator gar. Those are dirty, disgusting, nasty animals. And so that, that's actually a small one. So they they get like four, five, six times the size of that thing. Wow. Um, so um, they will come up and eat bugs and stuff off the water. So when they raise, I'm up on the bridge and I just shoot down at them and I got one right through the belly there. Nice. Um, but wow, that's like they, perfectly centered too. That's still like aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, that's, that's they like are that. surprisingly resilient. So I just take the arrow out of them, throw them in the water and they actually heal <laughs> rather quickly because Gar are dinosaurs. That's a dinosaur that I shot there. <laughs> Hold on a damn minute. We got to talk about this. You shot this fish in the abdomen and it's going to survive. What the hell? Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. So Corey and Eric went to Absolutely. a baseball game. Wes shot a dinosaur <laughs> with a bow with a, with a reel on it. Yes. Yeah, so that was fun. That's the first time I've done that. It's only my second shot ever, and I got it right through God. the belly. So, um, you think this guy went You I think like, this guy went home and like told his wife, Honey, you're never going to believe what happened to me today. <laughs> uh, I don't want to tell you. I don't want to tell you what the guy to the left of me in that picture that you can't see did with his rifle. So there's a couple of his friends that aren't coming back home from if that's what you want to do. You know what? You know, you know what that is? That's like if you're playing like Elden Ring or something, and you beat the whole boss, and the health bar goes down. And you're like, yeah, but then he just decides to shake it off and gets a full health bar again. That's this fish. It's gonna come back and kill you, Wes. Like it's gonna remember well, and take its vengeance yeah, upon you. I won't be back for sometime soon, so maybe he'll forget about me. Maybe. And plus, I, that bridge is about ten feet up off the ground, so I'm, I think I'm safe. Jeez. But, but it, so, wow. it, that that well uh, water, that's, a, that's river water that runs through our property, and then it goes into the intercoastal into salt water. So, uh, wow. we have a lot of we have a lot of land to play around with out. But it's still that was like 102 outside when that was going on. So, wow, interesting. Um, anyways, I had a good time. <laughs> Bow fishing. Had a good time out there. That's kind of cool. Good, I always man. wanted to go bow fishing. I know it's a thing. Yeah. I've seen people do it from a boat, like off the off the tip yeah. of the boat. I've seen that before. No, they'll, they'll do it with like there's like fish that jump out of the water mm-hmm. as your boat goes through it, oh, and they'll shit. just like shoot them through the air. Wow, like, up in the air, not like wow. down at all. You have it's to, crazy. You have to use up some um, of your skill points in the bow tree first before you can do that. Yeah, you gotta learn that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had exactly. a compound bow when I was a kid, but because you know it's not Lord of the Rings, and I'm like, I want to do that. Um, but I just like, did like targets and stuff, but and then I was like, I'm done with it now. And my dad's like, cool, cool. Nice. Bought a whole compound <laughs> now, and you're, I, you're no done lessons, with it. no bows. <laughs> That's nope. funny. 
I lived in the country. I also had a compound bow growing up. We used to target shoot with them, but I haven't held a bow in probably friggin' 20 years, genuinely. So, Well, stay tuned, yeah. everyone. Charles, <laughs> I know. person who is not here also shoots archery. He says it's, uh, it's actually like a good meditation uh, I know. device. My, my personal hero... My personal hero, Dr. Peter Atia, uh, is also obsessed with archery. So, you know, he was obsessed with Formula One before I got into that. So, naturally, I probably will eventually oh gravitate towards this one as well. So, you know, we're slowly becoming the same person over time, unintentionally. So, we'll see. <laughs> well, stay tuned, everyone. Uh, <laughs> we've put weirder stuff on Patreon before. So, maybe we'll all go bow hunting together. Um, but even if we don't put it on there, we still want to say thank you to everyone on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Utini. And we got some announcements for you guys. We've been teasing new content for a bit. I am here with announcements and dates. Um, this week on Wednesday, the Ghost Crew is back. Charlie and I are finishing up Rebels Season 3. It's all recorded. It starts releasing this Wednesday and then will be released bi-weekly through August. Um, I will say... I think the first episode back, we were using a different mic, and then we swapped out the mic, if I remember correctly. So if there's one that sounds a little muffled, the next one is really good. That's on me in editing. However, very excited, very proud of these episodes. Uh, and thank you to everyone who has loved the show and was very patient in us getting back to it. Um, so stay tuned for those starting on Wednesday on the Patreon feed. And we have a brand new show announcement. And this is brand new. This is not a show coming back, because we got some of those coming too. This is a brand new show announcement called Dice Wars. This is a Patreon-exclusive role-playing podcast where our very own Caleb Laminac rolls Utini crew members through the wide world of published Star Wars RPG systems. OG Utini fans might remember. (laughs) Five years ago now, we did the Utini RPG where a few of us got together, Corey and I uh, among them, uh, to play the Star Wars RPG. Uh, this is a whole new show. Stay tuned. If you are an Inquisitorious patron and above, so it's $10 a month and above, you will get access to this. That's how we like to kind of premiere some of our new shows. Um, episode one is debuting in July. So if you're listening to this on audio, that's like this month, basically. So uh, yeah. they've been working real hard on this. Uh, I'm very excited because... Yeah, this will be fun. Yeah. I have not... It's watched, listened to it. Yeah, we've kind of taken a, a step yeah. back on some of these projects so we can be surprised with all of you. Um, but this team's been hard to work on this thing for quite a while now. They have, and unlike yeah, and I unlike heard... our old uh, unlike our old show that we did that we, we the Star Wars RPG we played ages ago. Unlike that, uh, where I had no experience being the DM for that. I think I no, I didn't DM it. Somebody else did. No. Maybe he didn't have much experience with it. Caleb has got like a ton of experience oh, DMing, yes. and I've heard that it went really really well. So. Yep. So yeah, exciting. I heard it. I also heard that he kind of walks you through it. So if you've yep. never done it before, he is a very good teacher. If you were a very good listener, mm-hmm. so, like, yeah. So if you so want that, to learn, that's way to do it. Yeah, if you want to learn how to do it, it'd be great to just to start and um, and check out the Dice Wars. Yep. Yeah. So stay tuned to Patreon, and as always, um, through Discord or I believe also through Patreon, uh, you can DM Timothy, our Patreon manager, uh, with any questions or any ideas that you may have. All right. Uh, other than that, I do this at the last second. We have a little bit of news, quote unquote. I don't know. Screw it. Star Wars Weekly Roundup graphic. Put it up. It's the Star Wars Weekly Roundup. We don't have 
have a ton of graphics, so I love to throw them up when we can. That will change in the future. Um, today, we had an announcement uh, for a video that's coming up in a week. This is like a, a, a teaser for a teaser trailer where they're like, next week. Get ready for the trailer that will be the teaser for the next trailer for the film coming out in six months. Um, today, <laughs> yeah, right? It's one of those. It's just pretty accurate, actually. <laughs> so Star Wars is getting on that train, apparently, y'all, because we found out today that on July 5th, we are going to get an episode of the High Republic show that will reveal the fate of Buriaga from phase one. Um... Those of you that may have followed along on Twitter, the Star Wars account put up this graphic of, like, Boryaga on a milk carton of, like, looking for him. And, yeah, they're <laughs> apparently going to tell us on July 5th what happened to him. And, fellas, I want to ask you, speculation-wise, there's a few ways this could go down, right? One, they could straight up just tell us what happened to him like in, like, a creator interview. They could announce a book that he's on the cover of. The, so you'll have to be like, okay, we got him. But what is this image? Like, like, first we, of all, let's, we, have to, we have to talk about this graphic. This looks awful. <laughs> he, seems, he seems happily alive. He does. What is just a eulogy with this picture? I know, like, oh, yeah, he died. I know what they're going for with this, right? But I don't think that they've done the missing person on the milk carton thing since like the, the, the late 90s, right? So this yes, is like... that's generous. This is, this is very, <laughs> very old to do this. And also, the graphic just does not look very good like this is like a it's a milk carton and they've like spray painted the lid silver and yep. it just looks goofy dude i don't know <laughs> i saw this i thought this was like a fake thing when i saw Me it too. on twitter earlier <laughs> it, looks fake. <laughs> it looks fake it definitely looks fan made it yeah, definitely like looks fan made it does there's that lucasfilm tm down there and you're like oh hold on a second i know i know oopsies <laughs> uh, yeah this what is odd doing Quick, this during a, johnson a Get this together. Put, I, I, I need you to get this out there in 15 seconds. Buriaga, milk carton, go. And that guy, go and I want to teal. That guy doesn't have time. So he like outsources <laughs> it to a graphics company in India from Fiverr. So nope. I know. Well, no, they, yeah. they, they decided that Secret Invasion intro could be AI. So why not do High Republic AI generated? <laughs> Here you that, go. That, that works. That works. Hey. Uh, mixed feelings <laughs> on this in general. Um, mm-hmm. A little bit, honestly, um, as I have pretty much with everything about the High Republic in the last <laughs> six months. Uh, I don't know. Just to to announce that they're going to the way they worded it was odd. If they don't actually say what happens to you, Buriaga, on the High Republic show, then it's a lie, right? Yeah. So and yeah, it says the it says quote the the, the search for Buriaga is on the fate of the High Republic Wookie Padawan is revealed during the High Republic show July fifth. Yeah. yeah. So that has to be blatant, but as we know, you're right, Corey. Yeah. Star Wars has done that before. <laughs> I know. It could be a lie. I mean, so if they don't actually say it, then it's it's it, they've, they they yeah. was poorly worded. So I don't know. Mixed feelings, as with a lot of the marketing for the High Republic in Phase 2. Um, I don't like plot points for books being released on YouTube. It feels like... Yeah. It feels it to Fortnite, me Fortnite where they belong. Oh my god, that's what I was gonna say. This feels like <laughs> announcing the Emperor's alive in Fortnite to me. Like yeah. I know it's I know this is not nearly as bad on the scale no, no, of no. terribleness, but like leave the reveal in books. Announce that yeah. we're gonna announce a book. <laughs> Maybe yeah. that is what's gonna happen. Maybe they're gonna announce yeah. that they're gonna say it's gonna be in a book, but I don't like talking about plot points for books not in books. That seems goofy to me. I wanna read that in the book. Yeah, that would be that would be the best outcome. It's because yeah. you want to, if you want to 
give the readers something to look forward to, something they've been like like we we were talking about with the uh, High Republic Phase Two. Like mm-hmm. we want to be we want to be rewarded for actually reading Phase Two, you know. right? And then so we want some kind of reveals in Phase Three, but um, in Phase One, like we all read Phase One, we all don't know what the hell happened to Buriaga. Let us find out in the book. Not like yeah. don't let everybody else find out that hadn't read everything, yeah. right? Right. Which is. <clears throat> Which is kind of shitty to say too. You it's know? a little. It's like, it's I a, want everybody to enjoy it. I know. But yeah. still. I get it. It feels <laughs> a little gatekeepy, but at the same time, yeah. like we don't get a lot of specialness. The book people, right? Like, yeah, you know. This give is us why this. I, I have we to. We earned the, it. I have the book people. Yeah. Book I have people. to think that this is because of a, a cover reveal or a synopsis <laughs> for a book that, like, it's 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 going to be either on the cover or on the back treatment, like. And they're playing it up to kind of promote, where's Bury, you know? Because if it's that, then that makes sense. Then I'm like, okay, we're going to get a cover reveal and Buryaga is on the cover. Fine. You know what? That's maybe a weird choice for the cover, but that would make sense. If it's just if it's just like a segment, then I'm going to feel odd about it. So yeah, we'll see. We'll know next we'll week. Stay tuned on the Star Wars YouTube channel. Um, the Sire Public shows are always fun, at least. They get really good folks on there. Christina Ariel does a great job. So stay tuned on the That's fifth right. day after hot dogs and fireworks, um, and we'll see what happens. Hot dog, yeah, hot dog eating contest, July fourth. Yes, Tony Island. That's that's all that matters. That's all that matters. And then uh, every dog uh, hating their lives for forty eight hours. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see how that happens. Um, also, of course, coming up in July. As a quick reminder, we're going to talk about it in here in a second. Um, but our next book is slow is quickly approaching. Not slowly is quickly approaching. I believe three weeks from tomorrow, Inquisitor: Rise of the Red Blade comes out July eighteenth. So be sure to get your pre-orders in on the utini.com release schedule. On that note, y'all, it is time to talk about the year ahead. 2023 is going to have a good amount of books and shows. We're kind of in a little bit of a rut right now. And by rut, I mean we have a second to breathe and do literally anything else. I'm still reading The Way of Kings, <laughs> trying to enjoy my life. Final Fantasy 16 came out. I have things to do. But for the rest of the year, we have a lot of Star Wars coming out. And we thought it'd be fun to one, remind Wes and Corey what's coming out. That's always important. <laughs> uh, that's what this. Sh- this is selfishly for me, by the Wes way. Wes did want this. <laughs> but we're gonna give you a little heat check. We're gonna we're gonna give it give some ratings on how excited we are about certain books coming out. Um, and just kind of get you guys ready uh, for the year ahead. Hey, listen, so, fellas- listen. Gia came to Charlotte and visited us over one over there one day. She's one of our content uh-huh. creators at Utini. I'm not sure if we've had her on a show or anything before. Oh, she's on Dice Wars, actually. Gia is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh, Gia's on Dice Wars. She's one of our content creators, one of our writers. She's done some really heavy hitting stuff for us at Utini. Anyway, she came to visit because she also lives in Asheville and wanted to see Emma again too. She came and hung out with us for a day. And uh, Gia told me told me that she appreciated the fact that I was really honest about how I admit that I don't know a lot of stuff. Like. I forget that stuff is coming out. She says it feels Perfect. relatable and it's normal. So if anybody else is out there, tell me that you're on my side, that yes. it's okay for me to be an idiot. I'm sorry. You too what, can ignore things until the last minute, everybody. You're it's an inspiration true. for it. It's true. I know. We can. Not everybody can eat, breathe, and wait. It said that wrong. Eat, sleep, and breathe this stuff. Yeah. Not everyone can eat and breathe. That's also true. But that's that's true. <laughs> Let's take a turn. Oh, all right. Well, the first thing we're going to see, if we can't eat and breathe this, uh, Inquisitor Rise of the Red Blade. This is our next real big Star Wars release. Delilah S. Dawson returning to Star Wars Publishing after, frankly, quite a bit. Uh, she previously did Phasma and Black Spire, were her two adult novels. And this is the adult novel about the Inquisitor. 
Um, we've seen the SDCC cover. Um, I believe last week we looked at that. That looks good. We're starting to get a few weeks out. It seems like there's not a ton of publicity for this yet, but we've had some excerpts. Um, fellas, on a rate of, let's go, one to five amazingly articulate helicopter spinny lightsabers. Oh, my um, God. How, how many spinny lightsabers <laughs> of excitement are you for this book, Corey, because it's your favorite kind of lightsaber. I'm going to go to you first. When you oh think of those God. helicopters spinning and flying, how many of those are you going to give uh, your, your relative excitement for this book? I am going to give this three out of five spinny lightsabers. Uh, I am moderately excited about this, I think. Sure. I think in general, I don't love the idea of the Inquisitors, personally. I mean, uh, since they were introduced as a concept in uh -huh. Reb Rebels, I think is when they were introduced, right? Didn't we learn all about Inquisitors for the first time ever in Rebels, the TV show? I we think did, so. Right? I think yeah. so. Yeah, I just um, I don't I don't love the idea of the Inquisitors. They there's a couple of small details about them that that made them me hard to relate with them. I don't like their goofy spinny lightsabers. You guys have heard me talk about it endlessly. <laughs> I hate it so much. It's so dumb. Uh, every way they use them, I hate it. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, and they fly with them, and that's literally the worst thing I've ever seen. Uh, and uh, I don't love that. I don't love that they all have the same freaking name. Second sister, third brother. I literally can't name a single one of them because they sure. all sound not, the same. It's not the same name. They're all they're different. different. They're different. They're literally they're all different. Like, I, I can't. I just can't, dude. I can't. It is There's wild so that many we names. haven't figured out why. Like, the Why? I know like why they're called. Yeah, that's like true. that's that's still never been explained. That is that is yeah. wild. That is it's wild. never been explained. So like when anytime we're talking about it, like in a hype kind of way, if it's like a villain in Fallen Order mm -hmm. games or like or somebody that we see, like I'm like, who's that? Don't know who that is. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> is it, why the book is yeah. that the is Maybe. that the one with the horse the, the 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 horns on the face? Is it the guy with the <laughs> the circular hat? Which one is it? Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, uh, like I have trouble with that a lot too, but. Um, but the and reason fast. I'll give it three instead of two, I think, is Delilah Dawson is fantastic. You guys have heard me talk about Phasma a lot. I really, really loved that book. I think she's really good at writing sort of gritty kind of villain stories. She's good at making you like the villain. I'm always a sucker for yeah. uh, for a good villain story with a dark and, and moody back background. So I'm excited to see what this is like. I hope this is like the turning point for me that makes me really like the Inquisitor story. I mean, there's definitely been a lot of stuff recently oh, sure. outside of the Rebels TV show that's made me <clears throat> like the Inquisitors a lot more. I mean, all the stuff we got in the Kenobi show was awesome. Yep. Um, all the stuff mm -hmm. that we got in... Uh, um, uh, the Fallen Order games uh, yeah, has been fantastic. Trilla, um, yeah, yeah, I love that they've brought in Vader's castle a little bit. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know if that was. Let's see here. No, let's see here. The base is not Vader's castle, right? No, no, no. I'm, I'm getting no, Fortress Inquisitorius. The Fortress Inquisitorius. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> but yeah, yeah. Lots of cool stuff in live action recently that we've seen from uh, about the Inquisitors. So I'm excited. We'll see if there's a lot of helicopter. You know, I'll change my mind, but uh, we'll see. I'm cautiously optimistic and genuinely excited for this project. Something outside of the High Republic, I think, is welcome after we've kind of been in that rut for a good while now. And uh, something dark and moody and villainous sounds fantastic. And this is right around the corner, too. So, Yeah. That, see, that, that would be great. We need the the, um, the audiobook to be like an Iscat ignited at both sides of her lightsaber and foom, foom, foom. Boom. Faster and faster they spun oh until she God. lifted off the base like Please, a freaking no. helicopter. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> no, I know. That's the, I'm just, I'm just uh, 
I hate that song. All right, Wes, we got three spinnies from Corey. How many spinnies are you giving your, your stoked uh, meter for Inquisitor Rise of the Red I am also giving it three spinny red lightsabers. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited for Delilah S. Dawson's writing. Um, I really enjoyed um, – I really – well, I, had, I did not read um, – I did not read Phasma, but I should have read it before I read um, Galaxy's Edge book. So mm-hmm. um, it was pretty good too, actually. The only yeah, Black Spire. Yeah. I mean, I'm, Black I'm Spire? only saying the three. Yeah, Black Spire. Yeah, Black Spire. Surprisingly yeah. good. Should have. It was really good. Should have sucked, and it didn't. We thought <laughs> we thought all it was going to be was an advertisement no. for you know for Galaxy's Edge, yeah. and it wasn't. It was it good. There was yeah. some stuff in there, but other than that, it was it was a really good book. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, I think this is going to be more gritty. It's going to be more adult, I guess you could yeah. say, compared mm-hmm. to the Rebel show. Um, I'm just looking over uh, Wook right now, and um, she's got a lot the of credits. Synopsis yeah. here is, it's, it's, yeah, it looks really good. It's like she says she embraces the salvation of Order sixty six. That, that line is cool. Whoa, dude, it sounds pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is going to be. Um, hopefully, we get some kind of. Um, origin story like just little inklings of it not the whole origin story we just want to know like where this particular incat incat iscat i think it's iscat yeah yeah where did iscat come from how did she get brought into the um how did she get brought into the inquisitors so maybe we'll get just little inklings of that and then we'll piece it together throughout Hopefully, more books or um, the Ahsoka show that might show mm-hmm. up. Um, so, yeah, three spinny red lightsabers for me. Um, I hope that after I read it, it turns into four or five spinny lightsabers because I am ready for a change, me ladies too. and gentlemen. We are you heard due it. For I do like a good villain book. So We are due for an incredible or a yep. masterpiece <laughs> soon. <Yep. laughs> you heard it. Yeah. We're bring- Y'all asked for it. We're bringing back number ratings. Spinny lightsabers for all books. <laughs> We're doing we it. Uh, official announcement. Um, I will say I have started this book and am therefore recusing myself from this particular heat meter because uh, all reactions are embargoed until July 5th. That's all I got. Excited for me to read it. <laughs> That's dumb. Well, because I can't tell you what my excitement is for him because I already read a bit of it very publicly, so I can't. I can't That's do that. <laughs> Some fair. people can, but I we can't imagine. I can't imagine. You know, it is uh, what a shame that you know someone that's reading the book is not allowed to tell you that it's good. <laughs> July fifth. July fifth. <laughs> but 5th. Um, Wes, because you mentioned it, um, starts off with our with our next project, which is coming August twenty third. And let's be honest, probably one of the most hyped things in the entire year. You're not in the dock, are you? You're not in the dock. It's the Ahsoka I mean, series. I, I'm just kidding. It's the Ahsoka oh, God, series, Wes. I was going to cut good. to the image and everything. Oh, How you're could too you? literal. You're too good. I trust you too implicitly. All right. Ahsoka, wow. everybody. The TV series. Can you believe it? Um, it's finally here. <laughs> no, and we got a date. August 23rd. Um, we were thinking that this was going to come out probably... I was I was gonna say like in September, but there must be something else that's coming out in September. Mm. Or it just it's not it's not really lining up. So August is great because we haven't had anything in a while, right? When the hell is yeah. Mandalorian coming back to us? We don't know. Um, well, we do, I guess. In the, in the year, take your time. Take your time. <laughs> we don't need so, season four of the Mandalorian. Is, <laughs> just take it. it is a good. I think it's a good timing to add this because the last one we had was what the Mandalorian and Bad Batch were kind of back to back, right? Or like within the same. Yeah, literally like having it at the same, same time. Date. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it 
how long ago was that? That's probably two months ago, three months ago, two months yeah, ago. Something yeah, like something like that. Anyway, this, that's what we're having this show because I keep forgetting everything. But <laughs> August 23rd, the new Ahsoka show, um, the last we saw of this, we saw inklings of it, but we'll say uh, Mandalorian Season 2, right? We yeah. got some mm-hmm. Ahsoka yep. um, live TV appearances and a, a villain that – um, uttered the name of Grand Admiral Thrawn. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got uh, Star Wars Celebration, a new trailer mm-hmm. with a particular blue chiss God. Um, trailer being. A trailer rocks. Uh, so that was fantastic. Yeah, oh my God, it was so good. <laughs> um, so I am, I am stoked for this. I am stoked that I would say I will give this four out of five uh, Ahsoka head tails. Ooh, okay. Are they in pairs? Is this, is yes, this? they're in pairs. So I get, I get ten. I get, I get eight out of ten Ahsoka head okay, tails. Okay, eight right. out of ten Ahsoka head tails. That's pretty That's good. Um, yeah. I will say I I started off because Ahsoka is one of my favorite characters. You know, if you watch this show every week, you see I have, I have the line of Ahsoka's above me. Um, she's a very important character to me, and I've really liked Rosario's uh, portrayal in live action. Um, <laughs> It's, I've, I've like not loved it as much as animation, but everything I see about this show has made me more and more excited. And any time that I think that I'm like slightly hesitant about this show, I remember that trailer specifically. I remember the morning that trailer mm. was released, all of us like in Slack and on Twitter, like watching it together and seeing her say Thrawn is going to be the heir to the Empire. And yeah, watching Lars Mikkelsen walk back, watching Ahsoka like cut that hole in the floor, like spinning and falling down. Her and Sabine talking together, Ezra on the on the thing, and now recently we've even had the inklings that Rosario Dawson has said in interviews, like, "Oh yeah, Filoni said this is basically like Rebel season five. And wow. oh. I think what I'm going to do because I, I changed my answer. I, I gotta be I gotta be slightly healthy <laughs> and guarded, manage my expectations as well. Uh, Wes, I'm going to meet you where you are. At eight out of ten, Ahsoka head tails. I can't go nine because frankly, I think that's mutilation, and I feel weird yeah, about. It. I was gonna say straight you can't up, make it an odd number. It's gotta be pairs. Uh, <laughs> can, but you know, <laughs> it's gotta be pairs. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go eight out of ten, Ahsoka head tails, and my excitement about it. I again, the only thing that could really bring it down would be if it just kind of meanders a bit. Like a little bit of this last season, Amando did, but I think mm. that one of the key elements is that Filoni was working on Ahsoka during that season, which is why yeah. his his touch wasn't really on Mando. So for yeah. me, I'm really excited to get him back, purely doing a show with the character that he's been building for 15 years wow. now, something like that. Like, yeah. yeah. So eight out of ten, uh, eight out of ten head tails. Uh, acknowledging that that first episode <laughs> could bring me all the way to ten. <clears throat> I'm going to mess things up, guys. Um, do it! I'm going to do something crazy, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to give this a perfect 10. Perfect Whoa! 10. I am. Yeah, Whoa! I am. I know. Five sets of head tails. I know. That's not, what no you're, that's not what you were expecting. I know. I know. Five <laughs> no, sets of head no tails. One. Yeah. I want to be really excited for this show, all right? I want to be really excited for this show. I missed out on the hype that was Rebels. I watched it. This was like... What year did Rebels come out? I mean, it was a while 2014? ago. Twenty fourteen came out. Twenty fourteen, like yeah, was... something like that. I was like, 
20, that was ago. about the time Rebels came out, and that's when I jumped on the Clone Wars, right? So I was behind on the sure. Clone Wars TV show yep. as well when I was in college. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, when I was in college, this I was in college in 2014. Um, we uh, Rebels was coming out. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, when Rebels came out, I was like, man, I got to really get caught up in this. There's going to be more than one Star Wars show. Like, I guess I'll get on board. And I immediately loved the Clone Wars. I was, like, so in love with the Clone Wars. And then... Uh, it was between Rebels season one and two when I decided to start watching Rebels, and it wasn't on TV. You couldn't find it, so I pirated it off the internet. <laughs> it was impossible to find. It was I impossible. Wreck TV Same. now or something. It was that was right after Disney bought Star Wars. They hadn't figured anything uh-huh. out yet. Like it was, it was a troubling time, right? So I yep. pirated Rebels off the internet. <laughs> I had difficulty with the files that I had. There were some translation issues, and it was clearly ripped from TV, and some of the quality wasn't very good, and blah blah blah. Yeah. And um, I didn't love it. I did not love season one of Rebels. Like, and I still to this day do not really yeah. love it's season one hang. of Rebels. It is. It's a tough I mean, hang. it's like. It's absolutely written for a very young audience, and coming from the amazingness that was the Clone Wars right into Rebels, I felt pretty let down by that. So, like, I did not jump on the hype of Rebels honestly until I started Utini, like a couple of years later, like twenty eighteen, I think. And um, I dived into Rebels and with new vision, you know, new lenses to look through about positivity and choosing joy and that sort of attitude, right? And it, I loved it. It was a great show. I watched it with Caitlin recently. In the last two years, we watched it all together, and it was brilliant, and she cried like a baby watching it. It's really, really great. It's really great writing. Yeah. So I feel like I missed out on the Rebels experience because of my shitty attitude, right? I feel <laughs> genuinely. Sure. I genuinely yeah. do. I feel yeah, like I, I feel, feel like you. I did. I feel, you. I feel like I watched that original show the first time I watched it, and the first couple seasons I watched it, I feel like I was, I mean, I probably publicly crapped on it to people and stuff, mm-hmm. and like going to celebration, seeing younger audiences, especially that are now in their teens and in college now, like how obsessed with they are about the shows. Like I'm just like I feel bad, man. I have guilt for being an asshole about that, and I want to go into this show, which is a continuation of that show, with this newfound philosophy that Utini gave me. That I want to be positive. I don't want to be too meta. This is going to be the most impossible thing to do for the show too right because we know too much we know too much we know about Filoni we know about Disney we know about you know the actors we know there's a movie coming I know we know it's got Thrawn in it we know the plot of Heir to the Empire we know the plot of New Thrawn there is so much meta associated with this show I want to try to do my absolute best to forget about all that shit and just watch it and enjoy it like I do. I want to. I want to not care about the CGI. I want to not get obsessed with the writing. I want to not get obsessed with the plot. I want to just watch it with the eyes and the mind of a child and just enjoy it. And I'm really going to try to do that with this show. Like, oh. if if I can it's really somehow wonderful, do- the mind of a child is. I know. If I can do yeah. that with this, I feel like I will have redeemed the Rebel show in my in my mind a little bit. It's going to be hard. I think really really hard because we just. There's so many variables with this show because we've said it before. If it's bad, <laughs> if it's bad and we everybody dislikes it and it's not very critically acclaimed at all, like this could be really bad for the like Filoni verse. And is if yep. if Ahsoka yep. crashes and burns, is that gonna affect that new movie? I mean, like I don't know. Like so, there's a lot of yeah. meta associated with it. it. I think yeah. it's gonna be very very hard for Star Wars fans to look at this without a critical lens. And I'm gonna do my absolute best to do that with this show. I love that man. Ending on ten head tails is is super solid. Um, I think this is easily going to be the most talked about thing um, yeah. for all of us uh, yeah. come that time yeah. of year. 
especially around uh, your teeny offices, if you will. But the next week, hilariously, uh, so it comes out on a Wednesday. The next Tuesday, we got a book coming out. Um, so, Wes, you teed that up. Corey, if you'd be so kind as to navigate over to our ClickUp doc, uh, the next I got it. thing we got um, is going to be a return to form, but I, I think know. also a slightly controversial project. Yeah, these are always really fun projects. The Fakpov books, from a certain point of view, Return of the Jedi, Return of the Jedi, from a certain point of view, comes out on August 29th. Now, uh, first of all, this book has the most beautiful cover of any of the uh, from a certain point of view books, and uh, these are great. Wes, I know they're special to you. It's one of the first books you read. I remember you talking about. Um, I love yeah. these books. I really like these books. I love that. You know, I I've always been a huge fan of the original trilogy. You know, I, I it's kind of risky to say that. I feel like in a lot of circles to say that the OT is like your thing because there is a pretty toxic side of the fandom that's like that yeah. says that all the time, right? Oh, that's not I, think, what I thought you were gonna be like, I know, hot take. I like the OT. I'm like so brave. No. Oh I my know. goodness. No. How I know, dare no, you? no. There's, a, there's, there's, there's still a lot of people nowadays that just yeah. you know they only want to talk you. about the original trilogy. And come on, guys, yes. it's been. 30 years right so yeah but um i still love the the original trilogy i have a fondness for it that the other uh trilogies don't have in my in my heart right so st- i've always enjoyed content that is sort of adjacent to the original trilogy and this is more than just adjacent to the original trilogy this is the original trilogy right like you can yep. watch the film with this book in your hand and see the things on screen in your mind's eye like that are in the book and I love that about these books. Like, it gives you a new appreciation and depth for the original trilogy that I don't think a lot of books are able to give you. So I am very, very excited for this. Uh, On a scale of one to five yub nubs, uh, I would give this one... I'm also going to give this one a perfect five. I'm very, very excited for this project. Honestly, I think I'm more excited for this book than I have any other book that's come out this year, as crazy as that sounds. Oh, I love that. I think these are really fun. The audiobook experience is always very different from the reading experience mm-hmm. where they do lots of different mm-hmm. voices and sound effects. Like it's a really a massive production like these books are and some of the stories are 10 out of 10s, some of the stories are 1 out of 10s. Like not everything is going to be a a flawless experience, but it's not that kind of book, right? It's not that kind of story. Yeah. Like you just got to Take yeah. everything kind of as it as it comes, and you know if you don't like one of the stories and you're halfway through it, just skip it and go to the next one. That doesn't make you yeah. weak or like you don't have to feel guilt for skipping around in a book like this. So uh, I'm very yeah, excited. And you for won't this miss one. out on the story because you know what it is. I know you know exactly, what happens exactly. Exactly. You know and happens. hey, our our uh, our buddy Darth Chaco in the chat asked a great question: What story do you want to be in this? And Corey, I, I want to like give it right to you on this. You're giving this. <laughs> A perfect five out of five yubbin, yubbins and nubbins. Uh, mm, that's a good what one. What do you want to be the story that you like, you know, you read right before bed and you're like, oh, God, what a great way to end the day because I got oh, this. Let me think about Return of the Jedi. I've really seen this movie a lot of times. Let me think. <laughs> it's um, been a while for me, weirdly. I, I watched this in years. love the opening quarter of this movie everything that happens yep. like with Jabba the Hutt and Han Solo all that stuff is fantastic Ooh. I'm sure there's a lot Ooh. of room for character stories and stuff in there I don't I mean have they released the list of all the stories already I would be surprised nope. if they have okay so yeah yeah um I would love to see something about Han and Carbonite like like Ooh, did so, sure is, is it is it like somebody's job to like did Jabba like hire an interior designer to like come in and like place him on the wall? The, the, and like, <laughs> the mountain. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, there's got to be some stories associated with like the yeah. fact that Han is in carbonite. He's been put on yeah. display in Jabba's palace. He it's told be a me little... to make it fit the room. I, I, I don't, I've never been hired to do this, <laughs> but I have to make the aesthetic fit. So I went and got some fabric, but it's it's carbonite, and that's I not know. pretty. How do I, I light it well? <laughs> yeah, but just, who but just that light? lighting on it. I know. <laughs> just the entire concept of Han being in carbonite. I think there's a lot of interesting story yeah. potential there. Maybe from like one of the slave dancers in Jabba's palace. Yeah. Like, like she notes that this guy's on the wall and it's really yeah. creepy and she's kind of exploring it. There's Ooh, like a lot of side Ula. characters you could do. Give me story. Who, That'd be which cool. Which one is that? Who's, who's Ula? Ula. She's, she's the Twi'lek. She's the Twi'lek. Oh, the one that gets you. eaten. Yes, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. yeah. Look, someone lit that. Someone had to light that. I know. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. Like that's what, I'm, that's what I'm talking about here. <laughs> Wes, Wes pulled up the screenshot. Yeah. Like it's it's yeah. very intentionally been placed here. And like Jabba has that one line that it's a joke. It's like, why would I get rid of my favorite decoration or whatever he yeah. says? And like yeah. it genuinely is staged as a decoration. <laughs> really so something about. Yeah. The placement of Han in Java's palace, or people observing Han in Java's palace. I don't know. I've always just, I was always as a kid really enamored with, uh, yeah, with Han being in carbonite and waking up, yeah. and he has carbon, he has carbon sickness, and yeah. So something about Han would be great. I think. Okay, that's great. I, I I'll, I'll say I want. I always like the kind of more serious ones in these rather there's a lot of comedic ones which is fun we you know build in like give into the camp and stuff of of the movies which is fun but i really like a couple stories each time where you really get the seriousness of what's Mm -hmm. going on and with jedi there's so many and i would love an expansion on either like nor wexley or singer from the aftermath books because we know they were at the battle of endor yeah and like the death star run like i want nora flying in thinking about how she might never see Temin again and like what does that do to her and like because we've seen it in flashbacks in the books but i would love to have that story told so i hope that the aftermath crew maybe gets a little bit of love here because we know they were there yeah how many yub nubs oh my yub nubs for this (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna be i'm gonna do yub nub yub nub yub nub yub I'm going to three and a half. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with a single yub. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah I've, I, I have found it a, a little harder to to give in to all of these. And, and honestly, I will, I will say a lot of it is because of what we do. Um, yeah. Reviewing them, I have to like read all of them in such short succession. Mm-hmm. So I think in order to go from three and a half yub nubs to like a full five, I think I'm going to take your advice and kind of, take a little less pressure off like if i don't want to finish one i might just skip it and go to the next one and that's okay so maybe if i if i treat these as more of like a recreational exercise into return of the jedi yeah maybe that'll really help me out so i think think i'm gonna do that and that'll go from a yub nub yub nub yub to a yub nub yub nub yub nub yub nub i think (laughs) what did i just say wes how about you did i have a stroke (laughs) three why not is that that for three why all right so speaking of yub nub um I would like to have a story of the darker side of the Ewoks, mm. who the cannibals, <laughs> who considered <laughs> humanoid flesh as a delicacy. And there's something before that. Before they met Leia, before they met Han, there were some other poor traveling uh, campers that just wanted to see the night, see the great star of the, of the moon of Endor. And then they camped out under a tree and they got eaten by Ewoks. The caravan of something courage? Like that. That, I was going to say, dude, that would be, that would be a hilarious way. be a hilarious way to bring in the characters from Caravan of Courage. Make them be eaten by the Ewoks. And now they're camping. 
<laughs> yeah. You know, you know what I want, yeah. Wes? Now you inspired me. I want the Ewoks whose job it was to take the helmets off of the dead corpses to make the drums that they hit at the party. Oh, <laughs> yes. They were, like, looting the corpses to make drums. Yeah, and how, <laughs> and how they made it so musically yeah. so musically perfect whenever yeah. they hit the top of those yeah. helmets. Or how about the Lando um, story that, that says why he's just clapping off beat going like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, you know. Yeah, you know, just you know, to terror or to to um, make them more villainous, make them yeah. more scary because they're yeah. they're not teddy bears. No, they eat people. Uh, they want to war. You walk, you walk, hunt and <laughs> battlefront was freaking terrifying. Oh my god, horrifying. That was terrifying. Horrifying. Was um, Wes, how many yubs and how many nubs? Uh, oh, I'm a uh, I'm four. Yub nub, so yub nub, yub nub, yub nub, yub nub. Excellent for me. Four <laughs> out of five yub nub. This is the hardest thing we've um, ever but, done on this show. I know, I know. Well, <laughs> I mean, like Corey said, you can keep the book with you as you watch the movie. But like, if you don't have, like, if your imagination can't run amok, like some people's can, like you already have the image in your head of what everybody is in this movie, and then these little so- side quests, mm-hmm. I guess. Yep. Um, you, you already know what they look like. You already know what they sound like. Then you can have a better picture in your head of actually what's going on when it, you can't actually see it yourself. Yeah. But because of you seeing the movie, or haven't seen the movie a million times, but if you've seen it like more than once, then you can have a good setting. It sets the stage pretty well for you to yeah. give a, um, a good image of, of yep. what's going on without actually having seen it. Yeah, Excellent. I think I think honestly, one of my sort of controversial opinions actually is if you're a if you're a fairly diehard Star Wars fan that's that wants to dive into the books and comics for the first time, and you've seen all the original movies and you've seen them a bunch of times and stuff, but you've never actually dived into this, the the literature, I really don't think that these books would be that bad of a starting point. To no. be honest. Yeah, no. I mean, like I, I think it would be. I think it would be a little easier if 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 each one of these books didn't consistently have one or two stories that are kind of genuinely bad. <laughs> if 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 like the mouse yeah. droid story, the I, mouse, I was going to say the mouse. Oh droid. my god, it was uh, it was <laughs> atrocious. The the audio experience was 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 shouldn't have been done. <laughs> it was so bad. But if you take away some of those really bad ones and hand this to a new reader like i think they would get it i think it would be enough motivation to want to keep going after that because the restores are pretty rich and there's something really cool about seeing characters in the background come to life i think in these types of books so yeah yeah, these yeah. Are fun we got to figure out how to how to cover it i think the last time we did this on the show we just each picked a couple stories and talked about them which is pretty yeah. casual and fun i think it's yeah, picked our favorites yeah i yeah. think we're gonna rock with that and, and it, it's interesting because hilariously a week after that happens we get another anthology, which is our next project, uh, The High Republic Tales of Light and Life. Now, this one, we do know um, basically all the stories. I don't have them in front of me, but they all get announced. We did an episode on that. We know like what authors are basically tackling which eras. Um, I'm going to start this off. I'm going to immediately say five out of five husked Jedi. Um, <laughs> is my excitement for this? Oh, man. All the dust. Um, uh, very... Yeah, very appropriate. D- so, dis- <laughs> despite um, our, our our less than stellar, I'd say, opinion of Phase Two, we did a whole episode um, when we talked about Path of Vengeance, about kind of stuff we lo- we wanted more from the initiative and stuff. Every time I hear about the stories in this, I'm very excited because it seems like the appetizer to get me right back to remember like how much I loved the meal of Phase One before diving back in. I'm very excited to get the in between years stories that we're gonna get. I know that Charles Soule is going to write more Bell and Loden, which I love. Um, we're getting more Markeon. Like, we're getting back to a lot of characters that I really like. 
And we've always said that any issues that we've had with Phase 2 or the higher public as a whole has never really been about author talent. It's really just been about kind of the structure. So given that we get basically all the authors in this to write what they want to do in all the different eras, this absolutely uh, gets a five out of five dustings uh, for me. And uh, I, I really hope that it, I, I really think there's a chance I might get lost in, this, sick, in, in the release. So many husks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, Stephanie Mack, uh, the Marquion Hose will unite uh, within this the book. Marquion Hose. <laughs> Yeah, oh, a lot man. of short stories within two weeks, but yeah, five out of five husks on me. Uh, where are you guys at on on this short story before we kind of launch into the higher public properly a couple months after? Um, I would say I am, I am three out of no, I'm two out of five. All right, husks speak mm. on for it. this for the anthology. Um, I, I mean, phase two really kind of gave me a sour taste in my mouth, to be honest yep. with you. Um, but I hope that I hope having the shorter stories. Kind of gives me some more detail in a in a shorter form, yep. I guess that um, to help me, you know, get over that hump. But yep. uh, hopefully, phase three really knocks it out of the park. We'll talk about that later. But um, yeah, I'm just not I'm just not real excited about it. To, to be quite honest, yeah. So well, hey, maybe they'll have an audio that comes out less than a Jedi. month after the printed version. Oh my god, that'd be good. <laughs> don't, don't even get me started with that. That's brutal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will also echo Wes's two out of five husk. All right. we'll the, we're on the same side of the of the screen right now, Wes. We can be the Debbie Downers, <laughs> right? That makes that makes up for Eric, right? Yeah, I know. I'm I'm 100. percent I know exactly. I'm 100 percent with with Wes on this. I have. I also like. I don't think I would say use the phrase sour taste as much as I would just say I'm just very burned out on Phase Two of the High Republic and. If if a lot of this content is going to be phase one heavy, it's going to be very hard for me to like like get back in that zone. Like I would much rather get back in the zone with like diving into phase three and remembering who all these characters are and that sort of stuff. Like this is, I think this is going to be really hard for me to digest. I'm going to have to use that. Uh, what's it called? Is it the, is it an encyclopedia? The High Republic thing? Is it was it a High oh, Republic? Uh- Oh yes. What is that? Is what, that a encyclopedia? It's on a shelf somewhere around me. The reference book, the Chronicles yeah, of the, the Jedi, ref- right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chronicles. Of the- I bought that actually. It's one of the only yeah. hardcover, you know, physical books that I have from High Republic. I'm definitely going to have yep. to have that open while I'm reading this to remember who some of the characters Great. are and stuff. So, Great idea. that'll be that'll be interesting. But in my mind, this project feels like work for me. I feel like I'm going to have to work hard to be able to appreciate it. I just don't sure. want to do that right now, man. I just want to. I just want to like what I like. All right, yeah. like, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see. I can remain. I'm, right. I'm cautiously optimistic about Wave Three, right? Um. So yeah, you know, Wave Three, Phase Three. Is this phase Three. Oh my God! Three? I even wrote it. That's coming wrote up later, wrong. folks. Okay. See, it's been yeah, years. Yeah. You wrote something on the, now and then. Yeah, I'm cautious about uh, about phase three, and uh, hopefully this book sort of sets the foundation for that in a positive way. So that would you know, be great. I've not given up on and, the High Republic for sure. Yeah, and hey, I I need a and Charles Soule writing prose is always I know. good. I mean, that's, that's also a selfish thing. I that that that's the two husks right there. Um, although before we get to that, uh, we have one more project before we get to phase three. Uh, Wes, tell us about what. I feel like it might be one of the more controversial books of the year, and I, I'm I'm going to figure out my rating as you talk because I'm I'm a little perplexed with this one. Okay, um, so coming up on October 10th, releasing on October 10th is a novel by E.K. Johnson called Star Wars Crimson Climb. Mm-hmm. Now this is with uh, Kira, 
But I'm uh, sorry. It's a hot. Remind me again. About that. That's where we're having Jesus. this show. Remind me again of what era is this? Is this before she sees Han again, or is this after? This is I think post it's, Solo. So she's with. She's making her no. <clears throat> dang it! I think it's a, it's her ascension through Crimson Dawn. Okay. I don't remember if it is before Solo or after Solo. I'm going to Google it right Maybe it now. Incorporates both. Maybe it incorporates both. That would be neat. Like, I mean, just kind of. It should be on our through. timeline. What am I doing? Um, <laughs> Go to utini.com slash timeline. I'm not sure if that's it. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> okay, no, yeah. So it, it's before the end of Solo because it's her and Dryden Voss as he offers her an opportunity okay. to rise. So it's it's okay. within Solo. That's what I remember. So there is a story to be told there, right? Because we didn't oh, yeah. know what happened to her because she. Um, was taken by the guards at the airport, whatever you want to call it, in Solo. Uh, <laughs> TSA got her. <laughs> TSA got her. <laughs> ma'am, 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 ma'am. Oh. We didn't see her. Yeah, we didn't see her for years. That's hilarious. She didn't take her, guys, she didn't take her shoes off. They told her so many times. It does look like an airport. What is that exactly? What is that gate? No, it's it like the only port. one. It's a spaceport. It is. Yeah, but yeah. why are there gates? No, it's not a space. Is it a spaceport? Yeah, because it's think not, it like, is. they're getting off the planet. Yeah, they're trying to get on a uh, on they're a vessel. Leaving, they're Maybe leaving. He's passage. like, I'll come back to Corellia. That's what he's going to say. He's going to come back. It doesn't. Okay. Chaco, she had a full size shampoo in her bag. <laughs> There's <laughs> more than three ounces. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. So this book, this this story does need to be told. We need to. I mean, it'd be great to know uh, what happened. Uh, we uh, we I mean, we probably have filled in the blanks ourselves when yeah. we we're watching the movie. Yeah. Um, but there is some detail there that we. Uh, well, I, well, I would like to know. Yeah. I would like to know what happened right yeah. there. There's been um, hints I'm, in the comics, like a vague stuff as she, in Crimson mm-hmm. Rain or. Something I think, but you're right. We haven't gotten the full. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, um, oh. oh man, what am I gonna what am I gonna say for this one? Um, uh, <laughs> okay, I'll, I will give this. Um, oh boy, uh, I'll give this three out of five coaxium canisters. Okay, that's Ooh, a good one. For, that could be very valuable, yeah. or like six bucks, depending oh. on the point of the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen, you know, that that actually annoys the shit out of me, that we never figure out <laughs> we never figure out how much this stuff is worth. Like, genuinely, oh, I love that. Entire, oh, it's, it's I so hate intentional. That, it's that so, annoys the that, crap sorry, out of me. You, you can hate it, but yeah, it is intentional. I know, but yeah, I, know I know it's intentional, <laughs> but still... Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think it's. I don't think it's completely necessary to add into the to, um, to the Star Wars canon. But I think it'd be fun read to know about the details about how she got from where she was yep. to where she is when she meets Han again at that party. Totally. So three out of five. Okay. Waxium canisters for me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Eric, yes. since you've been thinking about it while I've been talking about I it, I have. Um, so. <laughs> I don't think it's any surprise to anybody um, that's listened to this show before. Kira is one of my my favorite new characters in the Disney canon. I I think she's sensational. Amelia Clark's performance really like grabbed onto me in the movie, and for exactly that same reason, there's so much mystery to her. I always wanted more. Um, when she showed up again in the comics, I thought it was incredible. Full disclosure: I think I read all of War of the Bounty Hunters, Crimson Rain, and the last one. I, I got compl- I got totally lost. I love Charles Soule as a writer. I could not follow that event. I could not follow what happened to Kira. Um, to our friends that read a lot of comics that did, I love you so dearly. I couldn't do it. So when this got announced, I was actually very thrilled to have it. 
That being said, um, the lead, the latest E.K. Johnson project with Queen's Hope really fell flat for me. Um, we talked about it on the show that that the Queen's trilogy, Queen's Shadow, we all pretty much came around on, and Queen's Peril is was one of my favorites. I mean, we it's, our quote is on the book. Like a, a thing that I said that I loved about it is on the paperback. Um, I thought that was one of the best YA novels that we have in Star Wars. And then Queen's Hope kind of just shook my foundation in in the storytelling a bit. So because of that, for the character and the story, I'm all jazzed about it. For just the recent experiences of the book, I think I'm also going to – I'll do a three and a half coaxium canisters myself. I Ooh, think I, half I, I, a canister. <laughs> half a canister. So we broke it in half and it exploded. Um, <laughs> deadly. So I, I really hope it's good because I do think Kira is one of those characters that deserves a novel. I mean, Most Wanted by Ray Carson is still one of the best unsung gems of, of Star Wars literature for me because Kira is written so well and she has so much in her that is exciting. Mm. Um, and I hope that this story, that it will more than likely just be her figuring out her way without being bogged down by like Han as a love interest main character. There's a lot of intrigue there. And I just hope that the execution also rises to that level. Uh, so I'll go three and a half coaxium canisters myself. <clears throat> Corey, what do you think? Yeah, I will also sort of echo that a little bit. Um, I'll give this two out of five coaxium canisters. Um, yeah, I'm always excited to read about Kira. And uh, uh, what was the young adult book that was so good? Uh, not Last Shot. It was... Uh, yeah, Most Wanted. Most Wanted. Yeah, okay. Most, yeah. Wanted, Most yeah. Wanted. Most Wanted was phenomenal. The book was really, really good. Yeah. Um, one, one of the best, I think, young and old books, just period, that we've ever gotten. Yep. It was really, really good. Um, so I'm excited to read about Kira. This is a little brutal, but I'm always blunt on this show. I wish it was written by somebody else. I mean, just straight up. I, I really do. Uh, I'm, I'm back fair. at Eric a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, the last couple EK projects have fallen flat a little bit for us, you know, at Utini. Um, you know, and I, this is a really, really meta, but I just really do not enjoy the social commentary and community response every time my EK book comes out. She's a relatively controversial figure on Twitter sometimes. She's written some fairly problematic things in previous books, and every time she writes a book, there's just a lot of yelling. <laughs> there's a lot of yelling from the community yeah, about sure, about sure. this and that, and it's really hard to listen to, and it's really hard to sort of be a, a leader in the space, uh, you know, around that all the time, so... Yeah. You know, every time EK writes a book, you know, I'm excited to read it, but there is a bit of a collective groan because I know what's coming. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's just, there's just no way, happen. there's just no way around it, frankly. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's not really fair to EK, unfortunately. You know, like Eric said, we really liked, we came around completely on the curse of Queen's Hope. Uh, yep. No, Queen's Queen Peril. Shadow. Queen Shadow. Queen Shadow. Shadow. Jesus. Got in three. <laughs> we, we came around on Queen Shadow for sure, the Utini curse of that book. Um, and we definitely came around on the second one. The third one was a pretty massive fall flat for all of us. Um, but maybe this will be the redemption story. I mean, Kira is a very rich character. I think her story has a lot of potential. Dryden Voss is a fantastic villain that we know nothing about. We don't, we don't even know what species yes. his is. True. I mean, his his Wikipedia yeah, page human. says he's a near human. Right? Yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of potential here. A lot of potential. Maybe maybe the writer learned from her last experience because people were pretty brutal online uh, when that last, you know, Queen book came out. So Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it comes about. Uh but yeah, solid 2 for me. Yep. All right. So <clears throat> hesitant on that one. We'll see what happens. Uh but rounding out our major releases. Um Corey tee us up for I think the book that probably has the most writing on it. 
for the year, but yeah, there by is someone a, who we desperately hope we can succeed. That is correct. There is a lot riding on this because what we're talking about is the High Republic Phase 3 is finally starting at the end of this year. I think we are. I, this, I can speak for everyone when I say that we all universally agree we should have gone straight to this phase. So we, we, yes. we're gonna. It's gonna be very interesting. I think in hindsight to see how this all fits together. Are we gonna recommend you read in release order? Are yeah. we gonna recommend you skip phase two entirely? What are we gonna recommend to you, Teeny? It's gonna be interesting to see what comes together. But the first book that we're getting is Eye of Darkness by George Mann on November fourteenth. Now. Mm. We love George Mann. He's one of our favorite authors we've ever interviewed. We've interviewed him multiple times. Him and Kevin are both wonderful, wonderful human beings. We genuinely love every minute we get to spend with them. Um, you know, I'm going to be interested to see what a written project looks like. I think George might have gotten a little bit of an unfair uh, unfair thrust into the, the forefront with the audio drama, right? Um, I think everybody liked it pretty well, but I think it was sort of lower on the ranking of audio dramas for most people. I think this is like a chance at redemption might be a strong way to put it, but I think this is really going to be a chance for him to shine, uh, in a, yeah. a full length novel. So um, and that cover, is, I mean, cover, not final series, one of our <laughs> yeah, favorites, cover, not final series, one of our favorite, vastly popular series. That's right. That UT. Yep. A hundred percent. The cover, not final series. So it's going to be interesting guys. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm going to give this, Oh shit. I didn't think about the ranking system. Yep. Um, let's see here. Oh, I believe man. in you. I need some high Republic lore. What can I go for? Four out of five. Kossov's hands. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Um, all right. I'm gonna <laughs> give true. this Fingers. four out of five episodes of bronchitis. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, a for, Tempest uh, Runner joke, everybody. Tempest say. Runner yeah. joke. Wow. You missed it. We called oh. that audiobook Star Wars Broadcast. <laughs> 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 there was so much coughing so in that audio coughing. drama, but I loved it. It was hilarious. Uh, yeah, that's what we're going with. Episodes of Bronchitis. Four out of five for me. <laughs> All right. Very solid. Um, okay. I like it. Uh, I'll jump in and say um, <laughs> I, love that. I love that scale. I'll start off with five out of five bronchitises for me. <laughs> bronchitises for me. Um, this has kind of everything that I'm going to want. It's got the Eye of Darkness says very Markian Row heavy. Markian yeah. Row, mm-hmm. as I said in phase one, yeah. I think has had the best villain introduction since Vader, and he kept that through the phase. Yeah. Like <clears throat> that, villain. it's starting off a year after he basically took over the galaxy is amazing. Um, and George Mann on, I think it was the celebration panel, started talking about how much he loved writing, like, Avar and Elzar. He started listing the main people again, and they're like, shut up, George! But, uh, <laughs> so we know, this is, like, the oh, gang. Yeah. This is the main yep. gang back Gang's together. Gang's all here. Scooby-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> After, like, a year of dark trauma happened, and, like, George is really, ex- like, he's a horror fan. He excels at the dark stuff. Um... Like you said, when he's really just given room to play, like with Dark Legends or with Myths and Fables or even the middle grades that he's done, he's really excelled in the storytelling of it and taking what I think are some of the best created characters we've had in a while is really going to, I think, jumpstart it very fast. And him starting the phase, again, with an adult novel that start it's back to form, like 
Again, hating to be that person to an extent, but like we're going back yeah. to kind of what it was. We got an adult novel with the main cast to start us going. So is, I have no we reason. Had, to we had we had new Coke for a while, and now we're at Coke Classic. Again. <laughs> now we're back to Coke Classic, exactly. So five <laughs> out of Some five. Don't know what that is <laughs> uh, five out of five uh, bronchitises for me, with a little bit of extra Coke and, and Smash Balls thrown in there to ride the storm. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna echo that. I think I want to give it five out of five yes! bronchitis. Bronchitis. Um, we need bronchitis. <laughs> bronchitis. Bronchitis. Uh, we need this. We need this yes. to lift us up. We, we need that. We need this sure. story too, because they left us on such a sour note. And the eye of darkness. It might even bring us down lower, but bring us up at the same time. Right. Yes. So, yes. There's still a lot about Marquion Rowe we don't know. I mean, we don't know how he got to where he was. Mm-hmm. And how, like, Marta and him kind of coincide. Yep. And there can be flashbacks. Um, so this is, I think this is going to give us a lot more um, a lot more setting. We're going to know exactly what we're getting into. We're not going to have brand new characters. So the, the stage will be set, yep. like I said before. It's going to be great. We're going to know exactly where we started. Maybe not exactly where we started, but we're going to have a better setting. So yeah. five out of five, I have, I have high hopes for this one and for the cover. You, yes, which maybe a, we get on July fifth. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe so. Maybe so. But I think that's interesting. It's just a big eye, just Marquion Rose red ass eye. Just why not giant one? <laughs> but he also has a chain again for the reader, so we can all feel a little kinky with it. Um, or leather. <laughs> I would like leather. Leather. Please. All the leather. <laughs> Marquion Rose unite. They buy a lot of books. Um, so this being said, it's very interesting. Looking now, as we kind of wrap up at the year as a whole. We got Inquisitor Rise of the Red Blade, which we were all kind of mildly excited for. We'll see. Ahsoka series gets us up to max. Return of the Jedi, we're still pretty high on. Tales of Light and Life, mm-hmm. we'll, we get, we're we cautious. Crimson Clan, again, we're a little cautious. And then we come back up for Phase 3 High Republic. So yeah. it should be a very well, interesting good. year, I think. You know? Wave. Yeah. It is. There's a lot of back-to-back really? content that I'm a little concerned about. Yep. Um, Just volume-wise. Very volume-wise. going to be a lot of stuff to do. I mean... Book yeah. here. Looking at July 18th is a full novel, then a show starts. So given a show that doesn't take as big of a commitment, it's just a once-a-week kind of gig. But yep. right after the show starts is Return of the Jedi, and then a week after that, which those are massive books, too, from a certain they're point of view. Yeah. I know, they're massive. I know. Then we have the the Tales of the Light and Life. I don't know how big that one will be. I hope it's not as big as from a certain point of view. Yeah. Oh, oh not nearly. Not near. Well, then a month, a month later, count. we get Crimson Climb, which is probably going to be relatively short. EK's books are typically pretty short. And uh-huh. then... We have no idea what Eye of Darkness is going to be like. I hope it's a big boy. I hope it's, I hope it's, five hundred pages of of redemption. I friggin' do. I really do. Yes, I, I need that, that so bad. I really need to snort a line of High Republic Phase Three. Just let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, that's the standard <laughs> order in you now. <laughs> so now Put you it into my like veins. Stuff, you're like, I gotta take, get jacked take up the on it. I know. I want. I want it There's... to be druggy. I want it to be hundreds of pages. I want multiple planets. I want multiple people. I, I, I want. Know. I want. I really it. want it. Give it I really to want me. It. I hope every single moment is just like everybody that we love and know just rushes in. And I really need that. Really need That's it. That's all we need. Yep. Well, there's also we might even get another towards the end of the year, maybe in 2024. I don't know. But the skeleton crew. May or may not right. be coming out in 2023. That's we'll see. Like, that's a good point. End. We'll see. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna doubt it. But that would be great. I, I, that's my like. I got five out of five uh, spacefaring children 
uh, as far as my excitement <laughs> on that one. Dead younglings. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's the that's gonna be like the Have first almost like brand new, completely original Star Wars idea we've had in a while. And I think that's gonna be that's a fun concept because everything has been kind of connected, kind of playing it decently safe. Even these things are really fun, but they're all kind of playing it a little safe. This it's is like, hey. It's got what's his name in it from the holiday. What's the guy's name? Jude again? Law. I Jude love Law. that you said. Do you from know the who holiday. else is in there? I love, I love that you the holiday that movie. That's my favorite that chick flick of all freaking time. I love the that holiday. It's Jack perfect. Black and Jude Law. It's a freaking phenomenal movie. <laughs> love I love. That movie. I am never gonna forget being at Celebration, and I, I can't. Were we at Celebration? I think we were at Celebration. No, no, no. I think it was the stream this year. And the people that were talking on stage about Skeleton Crew were just, they just picked the most awkward people like, to yeah, talk about. Yeah, that was this it. year. <laughs> and they were like, they were like, Jude Law's face comes up on the screen and there's like some kind of, kind of quiet applause. And that guy's like, and it's got Jude Law in it. <laughs> I'm never going <laughs> to Oh, no, wait, no, that. That, we were there. We were there. This was year that last year? No, the announcement. Yeah, we were They're there. They're like, hey, we have some big oh, announcements. It's got Jude Law in it. <laughs> so yeah, I do remember that now. He was so awkward yeah. about it. It, it was, was just weird. freaking funny. Oh, and every, some, everyone just someone like, took his note cards and he had to add. I know it was just like um, I guess this is fun. Let's it. all clap and cheer. Did we did we funny. know that Jaleel White was in this? I don't know who that is. Maybe Jaleel White is Urkel, Urkel. from Family Matters. So that's but not he's jacked <laughs> now. He's super it's, jacked. Really? I just I just. Yeah. Googled it and it said the cast Jude Law, Kieran O'Connor, Jaleel White, Kenny or Carrie Condon. Yeah, I was we'll like Jaleel see. White, no way! Wow. All right, we'll that's have to fun. see. <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, I that's, think that's that is the uh, that is the Joker card of the new Star Wars shows for yes. sure, without <laughs> yeah, a doubt. Uh, we'll find <laughs> out, but but I think there's a lot of good stuff overall coming this year. I'm glad it's more spread out. I'm glad we got time to digest, except for that again three week span where it's a bunch of books, but. Yeah, um, let chaos. us know what you guys are most excited for. Give us your crazy lightsabers and headtails and dustings and rankings and stuff. We want to know. Um, we're going to bring you our reactions on all of it. It's going to be a fun year. Um, there's always stuff coming out. And stay tuned for uh, July 5th to see what Priyanka does and enjoy this picture of Urkel. Oh, oh my fun. God. That's fun. Okay, well, whatever. we're not going to eclipse that. So you know what, everybody? That's going to do it for <laughs> this week's episode of The Living Force. If you support us on Patreon, thank you so much. Make sure to stay tuned for The Ghost Crew and Dice Wars coming your way in the next couple weeks. A special thank you to Brian Julie, Earl Q, Carl Sander, Zach W., and Michael Fry on our Jedi High Council, and James T., Ashley Ingalls, Colton Fife, and Chris Carrizo on our Alliance High Command. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at Corey M. Helton. Wes is at Boss West. And the show is at Living Force Pod. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor. Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire. And Wes, our producer and community manager. Thank you to Corey and Wes for potting with me tonight. Thanks to all of you for hanging out and watching. And as always, may the force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it. Live by it. And above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com. And remember, the force will be with you. Always.